Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host, it's your girl Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 101, 101 to be exact. (laughs) I did upload my 100th episode celebration, so guys, please check that out. It was something different. We talked about 50 Cent, a.k.a. Curtis Jackson. So make sure you guys check that out. Today's topic is Power Book 2, Episode 2, Season 2, just 2, 2, 2. (laughs) Power Book 2, Ghost, Episode 2, Season (laughs) 2. Title, Selfless Act. Um, This was a pretty good episode. Um, It it was stronger than Episode 1. Episode 1 is not a filler episode. I considered it more a continuation, catching us up on the characters, you know, after a season off, letting us know that they're carrying on to the next day um, and what is what is going on with the timeline. So I appreciated this episode. We are getting introduced to some new characters, getting introduced to Mecca. We about to we we about to talk about Mecca, all right? <laughs> Just a few church announcements uh, from my December announcements. Um, I announced before, starting Friday, we will do. We're gonna start back on our snowfall. So we're gonna take our time with snowfall. But we on the last season before uh, season five drops. We're only gonna recap one at a time instead of two every friday so tune back in every friday night and we will do a snowfall recap we're gonna take our time we're gonna dissect it slowly give our theories and what we're expecting to happen in season five so i can't wait y'all know i love me some snowfall so it's gonna be fun 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 corny right i know <laughs> but um yeah tune in on fridays we're gonna do snowfall so that'll be our december friday night fun sundays we're gonna keep the stars as always and we'll be taking our journey on into the power book two universe um <clears throat> i'm gonna continue recap queens i believe we have two more episodes to go i think they only dropped eight for season one so we only got two more to go um we're gonna do big sky of course y'all know i love me some big sky that's something different so it's not like our normal shows the recap but i love it so you guys want to check that out it comes on every thursday night on abc network um that pretty much sums it up i don't think i have any documentaries to recap this month but if i do i'll go ahead and do a pop-up <laughs> but yeah December's gonna be kind of mellow and chill I'm on that deadline for the book um you know my deadline is Christmas December 25th that will be my Christmas gift to myself so yeah December um just snowfalls on Friday power um book two on Sundays Queens and Big Sky if we have anything else you guys know I'm gonna let y'all know and tune on in um don't forget to follow me on my social media platforms Alicia Shanice for Facebook Alicia Shanice reviews for Instagram and don't forget about those Spotify playlists they are all under Shanice loves if you need to email me Alicia Shanice 13 at gmail.com Uh, I'm not going to have you guys on too long, but I'm a couple days late and I do want to apologize for that. Um, You guys know I was out of town. I was supposed to come on yesterday and record that 100th episode, but I do have it out now. And I was supposed to do my Power Book 2 recap yesterday. But sister was tired, y'all. 
I was tired. <laughs> I needed some rest. I needed to gain my energy back. But I am back and recharged and ready to recap, dissect, like we do on this platform. But I won't have you guys here too long because I don't know if you guys have heard other people recaps and you're like, oh, you took too long. I'm gonna take my time. I'm not gonna go too long. I'm take my time, you know what I'm saying? But I'm not gonna go too long. This was a pretty good episode. So, you know, let's go see for seeing like we do over here now, y'all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um once again i'm emotional because i just recorded that 100th episode so if you guys haven't checked that out i just want to say please do and i just want to tell you guys thank you so much for your support it means the world to me i love you guys it's so appreciate i'm so appreciative so if you're new to the platform welcome 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 we are just we just beginning y'all we just beginning praying for we just made it to 100 we're praying for thousands more you know, this is a journey for me that I've been wanting to take a long time. So I've ran my mouth enough. Let's go ahead and talk Power Book to Ghost. Name is Shanice, and she's the one. Her name is Shanice, and she's the one. Hey guys, and if you're on Instagram as well, make sure you guys follow Courtney Kemp, one of the writers on um, Power. She always does a breakdown of the shows. She did a really good live last week I tuned into, um, just talking about the characters. Um, she said this season to expect a lot from Professor Carrie. Um, be expecting like a darker Drew, like, you know, he's upset from being shot. Um, she says that Mecca is going to have an interesting background, backstory, I mean. So, yeah, I think this is going to be good. I'm I'm enjoying the Mecca char- character early in the game. It's reminding me more of the original Power Universe show. So, um, I'm, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. So, this was, t- uh, this was titled Selfless Act. And it opens up with Tariq. Um, well, it reads, Tariq will need to let go of the past to save what's left of his family. Diana helps Monet repair the business, but sees Monet is distracted, which she was, child, listening to that. Can you stand the rain? <laughs> Fuck all right, Monet. We see you, girl. <laughs> Kane takes a lesson from a new ally to get what he wants. That's another thing Courtney mentioned in her recap. She has said that, you know, you will see more of a brighter side of Kane this season due to he is taking lessons from Mecca. So it opens up and we see Tariq waking up from a nightmare, contemplating on saying goodbye to Tasha. We see Tasha's face on the phone and he's contemplating on throwing away. And we also see Kanan pop up <laughs> on the side of him in his ear, telling his ass to man up, which he dreamed he has dreamed of, um, dreamed up canaan a few times remember before he killed ghosts he popped up and you know he just popped up again um which canaan did play a major role in Tariq's life you know he was going through a lot he was still an adolescent when that happened remember he was just like an innocent kid and 
the separation messed Tariq up. And then I never forget the one episode where he was in a car with Ghost and he think he was happy to be with his father. And you can tell that they were on their way to repair their relationship, even though he was upset his dad had left his mother. However, when the Jamaicans put up the, to put a hit out on Ghost that Holly put on, it shook Ghost up and he just snapped. Remember, he was supposed to be taking him to a game. And it was like from that incident, it snapped something in him. And, you know, sometimes if you grow up in a two-parent household, a divorce, that can be like a definite family. It can really shake a child up. It really can. I've seen it happen. So we seen like Tariq really didn't know who he was. And then to be introduced to Kanan and he showed him so much that he didn't even know that world existed. Tariq really doesn't even know who he is. So we see why Kanan played a pivotal role in his life. It wasn't a positive role, but we see where it came from. Um, <clears throat> we also see when he wakes up startled from his dream because he still has that cell phone you know he needs to get rid of especially with the detective calling it and that'll lead back to Jamari's death but we see the NY, NYPD they get the bamming on the door they like you know you need to come with me he like what's is it a problem officer we'll tell you when you get there I'm like damn you know for what he had to go to the station for was it warranted all of that you know just rude as hell shit all right Mr. Officer but we get to the next scene and we see Guap <laughs> child they don't go do something with Guap ass. He ain't learned his lesson from season one. That's why he can't look flunky now for that damn social media stuff. We see him and Kane walking. They walking out the bodega. We see this fool is still obsessed with the damn Instagram. It's like, bruh. <sighs> Whatever. Um, Mecca, he end up texting Kane like, let's meet up. Guap like, where, where you going? He like, I'm out, shit. This fool follow him. And that goes to show you quit following people when they tell you they out. Just leave them the hell alone. <laughs> but we get into the next scene and we see Tate and Simon. So we see Simon for the first time of the season. He um only was in one episode last season of Power Book 2. But Simon plays a pivotal role in the Power Universe, which this goes um in, you know, into the the truth um background with the club named truth with ghost you know he played a major role with getting um ghost connected within the club and we seen how that fallout was and ghost had to kind of go behind his back but still end up going back to working with him so you know i'm sure that him and tate they're about to start this little frenemy shit they got going on and it's probably going to lead into Tate's show um i'm loving that um councilman tate is actually in this show i think you know, it'll be good to see more of him and that'll lead into his show, um, into his own personal show. It's good to see him and his brother working together. But we see that he's like putting him up to go up to the school. He's kind of dangling Carrie's picture in front of him like, hey, you can have some fun too. <laughs> but, you know, he's letting him know like stuff isn't, you know, looking too good. You know, it's too many. It's the second murder that just happened because remember, two bit killed somebody last season so this is the second murder that has took place at the college and you know Tate like what's in it for me he like I need some you know information on Sweeney and he like well you know the Westons right Sweeney they're old buddies they um own the other they built the other side of the school the other building so you get there you'll get you probably information on um on our boy Rick Sweeney 
So we see that they're basically the solution to each other problems. Simon is a great character. He's a he's a great character. He's actually um really good actor. Um so we see and it's like, you know, he needs dirt. He needs him up at the college. You scratch your back, I scratch yours. So we see that's going to be pretty interesting. Hopefully they show more of Simon this season. We also go into the next scene and we see Tariq. He goes down to the police station. And as soon as he sees Yaz, I have to say, I do love how protective he is around her because, you know, from the Tariq we've seen, we really see he really doesn't care about anybody but himself. Besides, you know, he shows that love for his mother and his baby sister. So I love how, you know, <clears throat> protective he is over her and i'm wondering is he going to try to get custody of her eventually because remember the only reason why he really went to school was to get that trust fund so if i was granny i'd be trying to you know what i'm saying at least trying to help out as much as i can because she know once he graduate you know he gonna be set he probably gonna take really good care of her you know but her life has changed her life has changed um we see super sex uh, his punk ass come out looking like the savior of the day. <laughs> and he tells him what happened. You know, Big Mama was caught drinking. So he takes Tariq back there. And, you know, he like, Big Mama, you had Yaz in the car? She like, boy, I am 62 and I'm tired. I lost Raina. Then your daddy. Then who know? Who don't know where Tasha at? So you know, Big Mama didn't been through a lot. She she tired, y'all, and she has had a life changing experience. You know, she 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 was basically taken care of by Ghost all those years. Ghost didn't leave her anything in a will. Remember, he I think he offered to pay her rent for a year. So you know, I'm hoping that she gets it together so she can help Tariq with Yas. I'm happy that they left the door open for Tasha to come back. I would love to see Tasha come back. I know she's off doing her thing. Natari Naughton is off doing her thing with Queens. Um, and you know, shit, Big Mama, that's Angie. That's Angie from All My Children, you know, and shit. Big Mama a legend. Shit, that's everybody know about all my children days <laughs> uh fun fact go back and check out my earlier podcast when i talked about the soap operas <laughs> but yeah angie and jesse but anyway moving on they take yes into child protective service and you know Sarik knows like you know what i gotta do something because they can't let her go go back with big mama because big mama technically is still in jail at this point and they don't have any other family you know, they don't have anybody else. Lakeisha was like their godmother. She's dead. Tommy is Tommy. And they they don't really say anything about any of their family members. I'm wondering what they're going to do with. I know it's another loose character out there. Ghost is supposed to have a brother. So I'm wondering if they're going to write him in eventually as well. Uh, And Lil Yaz played that role. She's like, no, Reek, I don't want to go. I'm like, look at little Mama. She playing that role. I'm hoping we see more of her. I'm happy that they're showing more of Yaz. Um, We also see when Kane shows up at Mecca's and they start talking. And Mecca's still grilling him, asking him, shit, 101 questions. (laughs) And while they're talking business the street clown walks in the penthouse on instagram live child 
and he get all them damn fingers broke and we can tell mecca is about business mecca is a serious dude and i'm loving his character it's taking you back to like the original power and what it was about but we seen his damn chef already knew the routine <laughs> put your headphones on we about to crack some damn knuckles <laughs> and that's what guap ass got why the hell you walking in this man house on fucking instagram live and you don't even know where the hell you going and it's the plug you deserve all them damn fingers bro so we get into the next scene and we see Tariq goes to Davis McLean to help because now Yazin got put in the system so you know he'll do anything for his mom and his sister so he goes and when Sax comes in, he lets him know that he got Big Mama Estelle a E. I'm, I'm sorry, a DAT, so she doesn't have to sit in jail while she's awaiting to go to court. She can go home, kind of like a house arrest. She has to stay there until it's time for her to go to court. But yeah, still can't come with her until this matter is resolved. So you know, Tariq lets him know, like, look, we got to get Yas out. I need her out of the system. She needs to come home, and she can't go with him, of course, because he's a college student. So he's like, look. This isn't my league. You need to get somebody who is somebody with influence. And that's where our boy Tate is going to come nicely in the picture. So you see how they kind of like just writing it so fine and walking us into scene by scene and giving us all these character bills. I will I probably will appreciate Tate more into this this show because with the original power we were already connected with ghosts and he came in just like a straight grimy asshole i remember when they did rain a funeral i hated tate's character but i'm thinking in this one it, he'll fit more in and then he'll, he'll become more likable but still grimy but it'll walk us into his show we get into um the next scene and we see tate goes to see professor carrie to get set up to start working and as soon as he walks in trying to smooth talk her she ain't even buying it child she like (laughs) she ain't buying shit but i guarantee y'all they will be fucking by episode four do you hear me episode four he gonna get some of professor carrie child so we also see the detective goes to see um carrie's sponsor and immediately she tries to tell him, like, you know, whatever we talked about, you know, that's confidential. And he gets to giving her this thing, like, you're a sponsor. That's not the same thing as a therapist and all that. And she gets to spilling the beans. So we see, you know, Carrie has more than one addiction. We know she has a sexual addiction. But now we know she also has alcoholic, alcoholism disease. Words getting off the way. Tongue twisted. Please forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> but we see she has just a lot of alcoholism and everything else so you know with everything she's going through now she'll probably end up back in the bottle because carrie is stressed at this point um we see that zeke he is at the conference telling everyone how he will be entering into the nba draft and before they can even ask additional questions his agent slash bodyguard slash handler <laughs> tells them no questions <laughs> It'll be time for that later. <laughs> Monet don't be playing, child. Monet took over here. She the agent, the bodyguard, the handler. She, she everything. The accountant. She didn't just took life, life, Zeke little life over. She planning everybody life plans. <laughs> so we get into the next scene and we see um 
well, we're still at the press conference, actually. And he walks over there like, hey, A.T., do you really think I'm ready for this? And she like, you better be because it's happening. <laughs> and be careful because everybody going to be out for, out for something from you. I'm the only one who got your best interest in hand. <laughs> so damn Monet. So we get into the next scene and we see Tariq and Brayden. They meet up and Tariq has a lot of shit going on with, you know, Yes, trying to find his mother just so much. And, you know, he basically lets Brayden handle the product. So he's giving, you know, Brayden a big step and Brayden accepts happily. <laughs> we also see Monet and Diana, they meet up at their bar because they are getting some work done. And Diana tells Monet that she wants to go to school to get an MBA to do you know, the accounting for Zeke because she's saying like on how most, you know, players, they go into the league and they're broke within five years. And she like, you know, I can go to school. Monet ain't buying the shit, child. She like, uh-uh. The only reason you want to go to school is so you can be closer to Tariq. You, this ain't for you, D. You can't do the streets so you can, and, and be in the game. You can't do both, which is, you know, ain't you supposed to want your kid to go to college, you know? Never mind, never mind. We we know Monet Hill. I told y'all before I'm a little little biased here. That that's Mary J. Blige, damn it. Her her music got me through some shit, y'all. <laughs> but you know, Monet, Monet ain't buying it. But we hear, we see a little and then she also tries to tell her, like, you know, Tariq, he is out for self. He ain't gonna be what you think he gonna be. You know, don't try to get your heart in it because he ain't it. And you know, you need a, a partner, you know, you need a real deal partner in this game, not, you know, she's trying to give her some game, basically not to end up like she did, I guess, but while she's, you know, trying to give her that game, we see a red Camaro drive by, and they're driving down playing, can you stand the rain, and that catches Monet's attention, like, instantly, so she runs to the window, and Diana, like, I ain't know you like R&B mama, R&B music mama, oh, I know why. It's your anniversary, right? So we see that it's Monet's anniversary and it's, she says, 22 years. So, you know, that's just a little sign. We see, you know, Monet, her little attention span got gone. But she tells her, like, you know, to regain it, to regain it. So we go into the next scene and we go up to Stanfield and we see Professor Carey and the co-teacher, Councilman Tate, they in there teaching a class and they're like having a, um, a good, heavy conversation. I'm loving the ethics class on how they, you know, get into these deep conversations. I love the one girl. I got to get her name right. The ghetto girl from the hood who very, very smart and intelligent. That's my girl right there, y'all. That's my girl. So she's speaking that game. Her and uh Tate going back and forth. Tate, um, they're ha they're having like the class conversation about selfless acts, which you know gives Tariq an idea as Tate is talking. Like, you know, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. It kind of makes something snaps in his head. So we also see um a sports agent comes into the gym while Zeke and Drew are in there and Zeke is trying to help Drew get his strength back you know because he was shot and he's telling him like this is how I got my strength back you know in here doing this when I got hurt so you know before the sports agent could come in there we got Drew in there just running his fucking mouth on purpose 
I think this was done on purpose. He's telling Zeke Monet's whole game plan. And we can tell a change in Zeke's mood after he learns this. Because Monet just told him, like, don't nobody got your best interest in 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 mind but me. So that kind of makes him think something different. And I don't believe they ever went into detail. I could be completely off. But I'm wondering, did Monet help raise him? Like maybe his parents weren't around or passed away or something. And she took him in and he was like another one of her kids. And by he was really good in basketball. And, you know, kind of a square. She kept him in that lane. And that was always supposed to, you know, that was his dream right there. He wasn't about the dope game. I'm just wondering, they never have went into more detail, but I'm sure, you know, with more character build, it'll get there and it'll let us know. We also see, you know, the sports agent come in and I'm thinking he going to be trouble y'all because we already know Monet want to be that damn agent. So we get into the next scene and we see Tariq approaches Tate. But before they can even get into a deep conversation about let me scratch your back, you scratch mine, the detective pulls him out and asks him about Jabari. And now he knows a little bit about Tate wants information on Sweeney. So we know that's going to come into play somehow. Um, Tariq will get information about Sweeney. It'll probably be from Brayden's sister, from that book they were reading, and then by he's so close to Brayden. But they're going to end up looking out for each other. I got a feeling that's going to be a nice bond where they're going to be pulling each other out of some shit. I have a good feeling about that. Um, I'm thinking that Tate is going to be more likable in this season. Um, We also see when um the detective pulls him out, he kind of gets to blabbing a little bit about see, witnessing Jabari and Professor Carey arguing and how they had a relationship. He kind of slips it on in kind of calmly right in his mouth, <laughs> trying to get the blame off him and Kane, where it don't even look that way. Um, we see Brayden goes to see Effie and she is in there basically having foreplay with um, another girl. And I have to tell you with this scene, I was not surprised when I first seen Effie, I got those vibes from her that she was going to be like into girls. So I wasn't surprised to see this scene. Um, I won't be surprised if they write something in there with her and Diana child, but this didn't surprise me, but I think she's still really into Tariq. I really think she's into Tariq. Um, I'm wondering what the hell is going to go on with this little love triangle. I'm going to tap more back into that when I get to Diana going to her room. But um, we go over to the next scene, and we see Tariq meets up with Kane to talk about Jabari. And, you know, he's telling them, like, they have another suspect. And, you know, they talking about everything because Kane is nervous now. Like, he didn't know that Jabari was this big professor. So we also get another scene and we see Sax is in there getting it in. He in there getting it on too with Jenny Sullivan and they in their pillow talking and shit. <laughs> he getting the earful about, you know, Carrie and how Tariq might be connected and his name is popping up in this case. And she's from the prosecutor's office. And we also find out that Carrie used to work for the prosecutor's office as well. So, you know, they doing a little too much and they both on two different sides now but we see that that information is going to come in handy on Saxon and davis mcclain's side so we get into the next scene and we see Tariq goes to get diana to see if she will give him a ride after a little bit of 
talking her into it because he's like, Monet, kill me. That's two hours away. Girl, you know you want to get in that damn car. Go get in that car, girl. Get your man. Get your man. <laughs> so they take off. And when they make it to Effie's, um, we see Effie is fixing her little edges. She, you know, freaking them edges on up. And Brayden is sitting there all bloody because they done got stepped on product and went out there and she done got into a fight with one of her little, you know, sellers <laughs> and he didn't got his ass beat by one of her goons so <laughs> but if he gave it to old girl she was whooping that ass you had to go back and flex them edges child but when they walk into the room we see what you know what they doing as soon as they walk in effie like this your girl <laughs> so they getting ready kind of like bump heads um Effie still has feelings for Tariq, but we know Effie can't be trusted. Effie got him in a bad situation at first when she snitched him out, and then she dimed him out last season. When Effie gets pissed, she turns into a hurricane. I still think that him and Effie might be the best couple together because they have so much in common with the hustling and the both grimy and both not being trustworthy. But I kind of would like him with Diana. As far as Lauren, she is like a complete opposite. Lauren might want to stay away from Tariq. But I know he's going to be like in a love triangle, you know. Um, But they kind of talk and, you know, get to trying to figure out who had this shit stepped on. And, you know, did it go and play? Did it, you know, happen? Because Diana, like, it ain't happened to a guy with Effie. So, you know, he break it up and they kind of go back and forth. But they calm it down. They do calm it down. So we get into the next scene. And we see Diana takes the sugar back to Monet. And I was just, when I first watched it, I just knew she was going to be pissed. But she kind of takes it light. She gets to laughing. She's like, I guess cake for dessert. (laughs) She just assumes that it was Rico. And now she's happy she killed him. So we get into the next scene and we see Kane picks up Drew to teach him how to shoot with his left hand. But for a minute, I'm like, um, did Drew break character and think he was Bobby Brown again because he got the singing child <laughs> made me want to go watch the new edition movie again <laughs> but um he takes Drew and then he kind of you know gets telling Drew how he got a new connect and we get a little brotherly moment with the two brothers we get a brotherly moment Kane think he's slick he's trying to work his way back into the family <laughs> Um, we see Zeke goes to say goodbye to Carrie. She tells him congratulations, and you know, he tries to kiss her. You could tell she doesn't really want anything to do with Zeke. Her mind isn't right ever since you know the thing with Jabari and now how everything is coming down on her. So they don't even really give a proper goodbye. He don't want to say bye. Zeke is whipped at this point. But you know, when he walks out from you know saying bye to her and he gotta do what he gotta do. Hell, she just happy it's over at this point. But Detective Kevin, he's outside watching everything, and he see my man walking out the house. So he runs up to the door, and when he gets in there, Carrie is like, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I see you moved the couch. So here's the thing with, with this detective. This, this, this investigation is personal she definitely broke his heart in the past she has broken his heart in the past and this is more of a personal vendetta get back 
thing this is like some some scorn shit he got going on he is obsessed with her and probably hates her you know how you mix hate with love sometimes you can tell she broke this man heart in the past i don't know if she was with him when they worked at the prosecution office and she might have had an affair with jabari or by she had this sexual addiction was cheating on him with davis mclean or probably with everybody but he has some type of hate for her up to where she broke his heart because this is personal and he is coming down for her he looking at every little thing she even used zeke as an alibi which is the truth she was with zeke but you're still a teacher sleeping with your student so he threatened her with that so yeah it ain't looking too good for carrie at this point but i'm sure it'll work out by the end of the season and they'll pin jabari's murder on somebody innocent <laughs> or, or somebody who caught a got a body caught on them you know do something so we also see drew, drew tries to get monet to let kane back in when they're talking and we see the same car playing the same song can you stand the rain they get this plan that shit girl have me ready to play my new edition have me ready to pop on the movie and everything but you know what i'm saying they get to plan it shit, I'm, I'm vibing i'm vibing then when you see kane it instantly take you to the new edition movie you know what i'm saying <laughs> but um you know they get to doing what they do and that just instantly grabs her attention but she looks put off when she sees a woman getting out the car so she's like what she knows something is up so it's giving us little hints little hints of like you know what got miss monet distracted you know but it's her anniversary so you don't know if lorenzo you know dropping little bombs like maybe this was you know he's still powerful behind the pen so he got somebody you know playing a old son from back in the day because it's been 22 years since they've been married but we see a lot going on with this distraction of monet's we also see Tariq goes to see Professor Carey. And before they can actually talk about the issues he is having with Yaz being in the system, Tate in interrupts them abruptly, asking her questions about the police being at the college in his new office, which is Jabari's office, which is weird because it's only been one day. But okay, it's a television show. He also mentions that Detective was questioning Tariq about her and this whole thing and at this time Tariq is in the office and he's contemplating on putting that phone in her desk to, you know set her up so you know it's a lot going on here but Tariq he almost sets her up but he takes the phone and you know because he's also having a heart I don't think he actually cared about her but I think it more went with, you know, Tate warning him that Tariq was questioned and it'll look obvious. But the most important thing is he is having a hard time saying goodbye to his mother, departing from her, because this is the final thing that connects them to get in touch with each other with the witness protection is this phone. And, you know, they have a very, very close bond. So, you know, that's the most part of why he didn't leave the phone. Because it is connected to Tasha. And I'm I'm I wasn't happy with the send-off on how they sent Tasha. I didn't like that at all. But I'm happy that they left it open where she can come back. Let me hurry up, you guys, because I've already been on for a half hour. Monet goes to see to the prisons, you know, to spend her anniversary with Lorenzo. And Monet is not happy. She up in there complaining, like, you know, I'm tired of wearing the same old lingerie. And all I get is air from you but um baby that's the game you signed up for y'all in a dope game and at least you get conjugal visits some women don't even get to see that motherfucking man 
But I think she more upset because she more lonely now because she don't have Ramirez anymore. Even when she said Ramirez, he like Ramirez. Like he knew that they was messing around. Um, and, you know, he doing a bid. He didn't provide you with protection. He didn't, you know, gave you the business. Like it ain't no walking away from the game. You can't play it both ways. But I don't want to criticize too much because, y'all, I said, that's Mary J. Blige, damn it. Her music got me through some shit. <laughs> but, um. Yeah, it's a lot going on. I thought she was a little ungrateful because, like I said, it ain't like she was in the game with him. This is the game, you know. Responsibility is responsibility. You got to take, you got to be responsible for your own actions. You got into this game with him. He'll, he's still supplying everything. He's still getting you that respect in the street. Um, you still going by his name. Y'all get conjugal visit shit. <laughs> but, um, Monet say she lonely, y'all. She say she lonely. Um, he also lets her know. He lets her run her mouth a little bit, but he also lets her know, like, look, if Kane got to connect, you need to go let Kane in back in. So Monet goes to get Kane. As soon as she gets there, you know his girlfriend looking like. <sighs> as soon as she handed that money, she hurry up and walk in that 20, 20, 20 degree weather. <laughs> but um. You know, she happily accepts Kane back in, and he is happy. She brings him back in the family. They go back home. He acting like a kid at the candy store. Like, he just happy to be back home with mama. <laughs> and Courtney did mention that in her um live when she was talking about the show. You know, she's one of the writers, Courtney Kim. And she said that's one of the reasons why Kane does not like Tariq is because he's a mama's boy. And, you know... He don't like that Tariq is getting close to his mother. And we see that. We see on how he wants to be in a family. And the other two, they you can tell Diana wants to be in a family, but she wants more respect and she wants her mother's approval. Drew is just, he don't want none of it. He wants to go do something else with his life. Probably go draw or something. So we see Effie and Diana. Diana goes to see Effie and she like, how do you do both? Now Effie didn't have to throw that little jab at her like, are you even smart? <laughs> I do see these two working together. I see Effie teaching on her, teaching her on how to manage. Maybe Diana end up in school. I don't see her ending up in school in this season, possibly season three, but who knows? It's television. But um, also, don't be surprised, y'all, if they see, you know, how they try to write stuff now and it's supposed to be like this crazy storyline. If they do something with those two, I won't be surprised. Um, we get into the next scene and we see Kane and Mecca. They meet up and we actually see who stepped on the product. But not only did they step on it, they switched it out with sugar. And we see it was Kane and he breaks down, you know, what he did to his family. But he don't think it was stealing. He think it was helping them out. Little do they know. But what he don't know is Mecca know everything. Mecca know everything about the Tahadas and he know even more about Monet. So this is going to be interesting to see on how this mentor connect shit work out with them too. But I'm telling y'all, I think I'm going to like Mecca's character. I think it's very necessary to have something like in the show. And then like how the show is supposed to be centered around Tariq. This episode to me was all about Kane, Mecca, and Monet. Like they stole this episode. So we get into the next scene and we see Sachs goes to see Davis McLean with information from, you know, doing his pillow talking with Jenny and how he 
he fell onto this case with Jafari. He tells him about how it's tied to Tariq and Carrie. And we know Davis McClain has a past with Carrie. So Tariq is walking through where they are doing hazing at for the Kappas because that's where Brayden is pledging to due to his family is making them basically. And <clears throat> he, you know, he's a Weston, so he has to do it. And Tariq finally gets rid of that damn phone. So it's like saying goodbye to his past, which is Tasha. And that was hard for him to do. But while he's doing that, he runs into Lauren. And we know Lauren got a thing for Tariq. And they go to her little secret spot that don't nobody know about but her on the rooftop. They get to kind of kiss in, but, you know, they get interrupted because Tariq always get a call. And it's Diana. He's like, oh, I got to take this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he even tell Diana, like, I got a spot for us to hide the, the product. But Lauren is pissed. And to be fair, to be fair Tariq never said he was about to make her his girl technically she's supposed to still have a boyfriend so how you gonna get pissed boo like I get you want some Tariq and you probably gonna get him but <laughs> she ain't feeling Tariq always brushing her to the side but that might be a good thing Lauren Tariq might be a little too much for you you seem like you got your head on straight you probably just want a little little, little five minutes from him you would get that but if I was you just just keep doing you Lauren <laughs> <laughs> Go back to your little safe boyfriend. Um, and we see at Monet's, Diana is catching on to Kane's plan because or Kane, whatever Kane has done. And we see, you know, after Effie told her, like, who had the most to gain. So <clears throat> Diana started putting two and two together and asking Drew, like, did Kane call you or did you call him? And Kane looking happy to be home. You know, he fixing that plate all happy. He got his little white sweater on. <laughs> like daddy's home for christmas <laughs> we also hear noise in the from coming from the backyard and when monet opens the doors we see trash um, trash cans are like kicked over neatly though so she knows something is up and <clears throat> we see davis he goes to see carrie and let her know that he'll help her she ain't really trying to hear it she makes a jab like oh i see you don't i see you have your wedding ring on today so she probably was sleeping with him too she sleep with everybody but i'm sure he's probably going to become her lawyer and try to get her out of this jabari's case because it seems like he cares for her but we also knows he wants those high profile cases we also see Zeke is in there getting it on, child. And right now, Carrie's so stressed out, she get the call in Zeke because she need, you know, she need a fix. But Zeke in there getting it on. <laughs> and the detective busts in there, and we got this look. <laughs> First of all, when they messing around, she talking, she like, shut up. Because <laughs> he the guy used to sleeping with like a grown woman. Hell, he probably don't even want to be where he probably just need to get one off. But when a detective busted in and it wasn't warranted all of this, we got the girl recording and I get recording because you want to, you know, make sure he ain't abusing him with everything that goes on. But she got the smiling. So it's gonna they ain't show that shit for nothing. And they didn't show us merry little speech about watch out for these girls because they about to come like vultures. It's going to be something with this chick and this camera. She's probably going to leak it, putting his basketball career in jeopardy. And by he just said he was about to get drafted. So that's going to be something big. But technically, Zeke has not done anything to even have this detective doing all this extra stuff but like i said he got this vendetta for carrie and then after he figured out that he's sleeping with zeke he probably hates zeke even more 
So we get into the final scene, y'all, and Monet and Mecca, they meet up, child. Well, shall we call him Dante? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And we see that they meet up and they have a past together. And we can tell they knew each other from back in the day. I'm thinking they probably were first loves. Maybe he went away and she got with Tejada. Who knows? But I bet you this is going to make this episode even fucking fire this whole season. Because I'm loving Mecca. And y'all see when Mary walked away, she said no. When he got that business card. But she ain't mean that. She ain't mean that. <laughs> Wait till she find out he to connect. But when she walked away, that smile she had. Like, you know, I was. Just lost Ramirez. Hell, I might got my old thing back. And I ain't going to be feeling just air. <laughs> Then she walk into the car, and they playing that damn mob beat. Sometimes I feel like I gotta get away from these Jesus. <laughs> and that was my recap for Power Book 2, Episode 2, Ghost. I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope you guys come back next Sunday. I will be on time. Sorry for the late episode, but when I made it back from out of town, I was tired, y'all. The system was tired. And... I got that 100th episode out. Yay, us to the pod. Make sure you check that out. Um, That topic was 50 Cent, a.k.a. Curtis Jackson. So I'll be back on this week with my Queens recap. And we'll do Snowfall Friday. Do not forget, Snowfall Friday is on December, for December. Whole month of December, every Friday, we are meeting up to do Snowfall recaps on season four. So on that note, thank you guys for your support. Love you guys. It's your girl, Shanice, and I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl, Shanice.